It's Thursday night. Time for the Psychic View with your hosts, Miss Peg, Maureen, Anton, and Allura. During the second half of the show, call in to connect for your free reading. Join us during this transpersonal collective experience. Welcome to the Psychic View on Psychic Access Talk Radio, sponsored by PsychicAccess.com, where all the psychics are interviewed, verified, and accuracy tested, ensuring you the highest quality of quality service. Good evening. A warm welcome to the Psychic View with your hosts, Ms. Peg, Allura, Anton St. Martin, and myself, Maureen Holleran. What an honor it is to be here and bring to you another live broadcast sponsored by PsychicAccess.com. I would like to uh, say happy anniversary of your birth uh, yesterday, Allura. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, and thank you for that birthday wish. I also want to thank so many people in the chat room and from our radio show who also sent me birthday wishes, along with my friends and co-hosts. You guys are wonderful. Thanks so much. You're welcome. And Miss Peg? Well, it's so hot here. I'm trying so hard to stay cool, but other than that, everything's really great. Happy birthday, Laura. Thank you. And Anton, what's happening with you over there in Africa? Molo, Sabona, Huyedach, good day from South Africa. On my side, it's very cold at the moment. The past <laughs> few days, we've had very cold weather. And it's great to be back on the air. I'm looking forward to a very interesting show tonight. Yeah, that coldness sounds pretty nice to me and probably Miss Pig and I think Doug as well. But I Definitely just, me. You know, yeah. I'm, using some ice, I'm using ice packs all over my body right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, so hot. <laughs> So if you were unable to catch our show on Men and Forgiveness last week, you will find a recorded archive link as well as, as well as archives for all of the previous shows right here on our website at PsychicAccessTalkRadio.com. You may also find all the archives for previous shows at iTunes as well. Search the Psychic View and you'll find us. Uh, so that's a really great thing. Okay, so tonight's show is called Psychic Confessions. Our kindred, our kindred spirit, Resmiranda, is an experienced clairvoyant, sentient, master tarologist, destiny coach, trained in remote viewing and ESP, with interest in ritual magic and quantum physics. She researched, she's researched, written, hosted, steamed, recorded, and edited her own internet radio show called Get Resmerized for 10 years and is now producing it for, for internet TV. She's also the author of Secrets of an Online Psychic, an e-book she's giving away especially for our listeners and friends here tonight down at PsychicAccessTalkRadio.com. So we will not be doing, a, this is really cool, we will not be doing a formal interview this evening, but instead we are privileged to have Res Miranda join our group as we all engage and share our personal psychic experiences, stories, tips for future clients, and much, much more. So, you know, authentic assessment values the learning process as much as the finished product, as we are today, everybody. But it's the journey, not the destination. So in celebration of you, our listeners and clients, let's get this party started. <laughs> right. Okay, so I will go, I'm going to hit right into the emails and hot topics. And we have an email from Julie. Hi, I think Julie's there in the chat room. Hi, Julie. She's asked, um, how often do you as psychics feel the need for guidance from another psychic? 
for me, I'll start. Uh, I don't feel any need for guidance from another psychic. And not that I, especially towards my co-host, no offense, I think you're all wonderful, but I had had some bad experience 18 years ago. I was too well uh, credited. I was referred to these psychics, and it was it was a... It was not a good experience. So all I do is seek guidance from my good-looking therapist, Dr. So-and-so. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing that for years, and I'm all happy with that. But that, that's, I just don't, but, but what makes it interesting, when I started looking at this question, you know, Ms. Pegg, I wanted to address you first because being in your position, because you're the hiring for psychicaccess.com, uh, which is, of course, involves, you know, screening and you get ratings. So mm-hmm. even though you're not seeking out advice from people, you receive it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You just have to receive it, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of yes. curious about what that's all about. If you weren't in that position, would you still want to seek out insight from other psychics? I'm wondering. Do you know, as with anything, as with anybody, whether it's a client or us, or, you know, it's that trusted, valued person that you feel connected to. Um, I, I guess, you know, working at, at psychicaccess.com, doing the hiring, uh, it is very true. As a matter of fact, there's a gentleman on our hire now. Um, he said to me, he said, Miss Peng, I can sense that you get a lot of readings and you really don't want them. He said, so let's talk about a couple other things. And we went talk about business and everything, and he just nailed it. But it, oh. it is very true. I do not, I do not seek that energy. It comes to me, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy to have it in, in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but personally, um, I've got a few people um, that I talk to, and not necessarily seeking so much. Um, in readings, but more uh, confirmation on things. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was doing. I thought with these other people and said I was sized up, you know, by them. And I was just—it mm-hmm. was—it was sad it happened. Maybe I should open myself up to that more. But uh, Alora, what about you? Well, I, um, for the most part, I ask for my own guidance. But every once in a while, when I'm too close to a situation or I just can't. Because to do readings, you know, you have to be more objective. Sometimes I will. Only people I trust, and I'll pick them out very personally. Uh, but every once in a while, people that I've known and trusted for a long time, I will. Not very often, but yes, I have. And I do. When I need that uh, objective point of view, definitely. Right. You know, objectively speaking, I can never read for myself anyway. I mean, I know That's that. That's hard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, it just doesn't work for me. Anton, what do you, what do you have your thoughts for really on that? You know, Maureen, I, yeah, I, I can also not read for myself. Um, it's not usually not very successful. Depends on you know what it's about or what the purpose is. But um, yeah, generally I can't really help myself. But you know, when I looked at this email, I realized the last time I had a psychic reading with someone else was about five years ago. Um, it's not that I have any particular reason, you know, not for not getting a reading. I guess I just have not felt the need. So um, right. um, I'm not opposed to going to someone else for a reading um, when the need arises. But um, uh, and you know, if I do, I will obviously uh, choose my advisor very carefully. That's for sure. But yeah. so I don't really have a need for it. Um, but if I do, I, I might consider it. I, I, don't, I don't have any strong feelings against it for that matter. Well, you know, I thought I was choosing mine. Uh, I mean, I was I was referred to two. two di- this was, like I said, a while ago. Two different people that were well, you know, respected from what I understood. I was seeking it help, direction. I wasn't seeking a fortune tell. You know, I, and I didn't tell them what I did. I wasn't playing games. And that's, like you said, well, if I ever seek, I had the need at the time, and it was very discouraging because 
of how I was judged by just the way I am, my personality, the way I lived. I love, you know, I'm all, I'm all over the place, you guys. And um, I was told to get spiritual help, and I had I had a pub, I was a published author at the time, and I was told to read up on books <laughs> on spirituality. And <laughs> oh wow, yeah. So you know, and and they were very nice to me, but I was very you know I was very let down. I, in fact, I was very disappointed in, and kind of hurt about the whole thing because. You know, but, but there you have it. Yes, I, okay. I just wanted to say they asked in the chat room. Um, Cheryl asked us, and I don't think she meant it the way it came up. But she says, "So you guys use each other?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's yeah, what she meant. Think. But, but in truth, you know, I, I I have to say, in all honesty, you know, because of because of the work that I do for for the hiring of the site, um, which by the way is the best site on the internet. But anyway. Um, I, I really don't seek it out. It's just nice. I, I, she says, do you use each other? Actually, you know, I've talked to people, and and they just happen to become friends for real. Do you know? That's what it's all about right. is becoming, you know, friends. And, well, you know, yes. That's a good yeah. point because I get a, lot, I get a lot of insight from you guys, for instance, of doing the show. I do get a lot. But I'm not, even though I'm not going to you one-on-one for reading or whatever else have you, I, I get a lot of insight from people that I read for. It's almost like I'm getting a reading from them, as, as a matter of fact. Um, Maybe I should pay them. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, hard, yeah. I, it's hard sometimes. You know, you sit to talk but, to somebody because the energy just comes through. Up, yeah, and a lot of stuff I, I can get from the reading I'm doing it. It identifies and it helps me along. So, but I don't seek if I don't seek it actually like her question, like Julie, you were asking. But that that's just our, my take and such. So, so I wanted to um, mention we did get another um, question in from Cheryl Moss, and Cheryl, your question's more involved. Um, she's asking about her daughters and. And so forth. And we're going to be going to in last thirty minutes of the show. We will be doing readings. So I, I'm not. We're not going to be able to answer that right now. But if you'd like to, um, ad- us to address that, please let us know. Uh, or if you'd like to go visit one of us at psychicaccess.com, that's great too. Uh, it's a little bit more complicated, but I wanted to let her know that we acknowledged her and, and we did receive it. And bless Thanks. her heart. So uh, anyway, so I like to um, now you know what's happening with the the weather in our planet weatherly thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know everybody must be tired of hearing about the the moon void, of course. But it's not a joke, you guys. When I opened up my calendar from July to August, I mean I don't peek. It's like reading a book, right? I I, I mean I love my calendar. And I get it from Starlines. Um, anyway, I opened it up, and August was just. It's just peppered with these huge moon void of courses. And so we just finished one up this afternoon. So it went from yesterday, midday, until basically today, um, midday. And the reason why I keep telling you guys about it is because it really is important. And if you can look back over time during you know, the moon void of course, you may find that this, this energy will help you. Pay attention to this. Like it's presidential elections, religious movements, all down through history. They've shown to have issues, problems crumble. They just fall apart. Astrologers tend to pin that on the moon void of course because only routine things are okay. No great big conversations with your loved ones. Nothing heated, basically, I should say. Don't, don't have an argument. No major decisions. Just let your energy ride the wave of intuition during this time, for it's going to be really strong. And the, even your dreams will be really strong during a moon void, of course. Now, Monday the 16th, we have a first quarter moon in Scorpio. And in all my studies, it's a, it's a common that, to, to know that Scorpio is the most intense side of Zodiac. So during this phase, while we've got the Scorpio um, um, on our side, you're going to be a willful builder of new structures for yourself and society and characteristically exert the utmost effort in order to achieve your goals for bringing in new forms into your reality, even in the face of resistance. This move forward must inevitably be accompanied with 
a struggle because you know, the old things don't want to let go of you, uh, especially gracefully when the new things are coming in. Mm. Now, if it's clear, and I just heard from Doug C. that on the East Coast, where he's at, um, it's not clear. But from the 11th to the 14th of August, we have a chance of seeing the meteors in the Perseid uh, meteor shower. It's the year's most dependable meteor shower. It's, it is, it's a great year to observe this as they, the thin crescent moon will have set early in the evening, so the, the glare is not going to hinder the view to see these things. I don't know where you are, maybe on the East Coast, um, but you may be able to see it better in, in certain parts of the country. Anyway, the peak is um, the 13th, basically, from like 12.30 a.m. to 3 a.m. Um, and they're saying that there's going to be 20 to 30 meteors uh, per hour possible to see that. So, Wow. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. And Doug says, yeah, yeah and we've got cloudy skies. <laughs> <laughs> there's a triple conjunction with the moon. The planets Venus, Mars, and Saturn will all be close to the thin crescent moon as this e for this evening. So look to the west just after sunset on the 13th also. I just want everyone to know that when I, on all my studies for this, I kind of switched back up, switched back and forth from astrology to astronomy, back and forth. And everyone that I've come across is talking about August having the most power, um, powerful energy for the entire year of 2010. Okay. Wow. It emphasizes creativity, expression, confidence, and pride in all of our lives. And so, even if it's more important that we remember practicality or flexibility in order to keep peace with other people okay the time is right for deciding what is no longer necessary in your life and placing the future focus on needs or realism over wants and ideals okay and this week I went searching and searching and searching for I love I love to have the quote moment of the week and Albert Einstein is one of my one of my favorites and I, I like this one because it's kind of well it's not kind of it is very true he says any intelligent fool can make things bigger more complex and more violent. It takes a touch of genius and a lot of courage to move in the opposite direction. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yes. Yeah, I, I love Al, Albert Einstein as well. Quotes. He has some of the best ones. It's yes, like, and I love yeah. anything that has to do with um, opposite directions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reverse it's the rebel in me. What can I say? <laughs> you're, you're, you're a rebel. He's, you guys, he's a real rebel too. Well, he is our he is our he's, he's our resident Scorpio. So that you know, is, and I'm not kidding you. I did a lot of studies because of August being so popular. As far as every as far as all of the you know, people are concerned in the write ups for the year, um, August is very powerful. And this this um, first quarter moon in Scorpio Monday is supposed to be really powerful. So grab that energy, you guys. Well, you know, uh, I have a Scorpio moon. Uh, does that make it to where it will be? very intense for me then as well because I'm a Leo well and you're having also you're having your um, well all of them we've got three Leos on the team but you know you guys are having a full moon in your month you know um, and the new moon was in your Leo that new moon has really kicked some people's butts let me tell you it really was it normally normally it's the full moon but I, mm -hmm. I just want I, I, can't, I can't impress enough upon everybody that this planetary weather is important for you to pay attention to and if you get your natal chart even if you know absolutely nothing Start from the beginning and just start learning a little bit at a time. Start paying attention to who you are from the very beginning of your life. That's that's good insight. Um, okay, you we're gonna introduce our our kindred spirit, Res, Res Miranda, to join us for our show now. And hello, Res Miranda, are you there? <laughs> hello. I think she's hello. Coming in. Yes, I am. You I'm guys? delighted to be here. There she is. I hear. Are you there? Hi. I am. Hi, here. Hi Res. Hello. Hi, everyone. Happy birthday, beautiful Alora. 
Oh, thank you. See, I love it. I'm a Leo and I get all these birthday wishes. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> no, I think they should be happy. <laughs> and, you know, you, you are beautiful and you're a Leo and Doug and I are beautiful. Well, and we're all beautiful. <laughs> right. And we're I just, just want to I just want to sit and brush your hair, Resmahan. Your hair is beautiful. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, we're, so, we're so, you know, I this is the first time it. we've decided to do... Uh, be a little bit outside the box on the show here. I think it's kind of cool. I, I, I feel it is. And uh, and plus, we're really looking forward to you interacting with us, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And because you're a woman of quite interesting diversity and background, as well as like us, <laughs> we're going to have fun. Yes. Well, we're not, and we're going to be really, we're going to also give everybody really some, you know, honest to goodness <laughs> insight about what, you know, we're doing or what we are, what we think we don't are, what we think we don't. No. <laughs> anyway, so I would like to first. I would like to first um, say to everybody again that Res is, and I, and I read this. I think a couple other people have read the ebook. Res is. Uh, Rez, do you mind me calling you Res, or should I, do you want me to go Res Miranda? No, that's perfectly be. fine. Res is okay. Oh, there. See, she's okay with that. Res um, is you. offering uh, her ebook, Secrets of an Online Psychic, to everybody, uh, our listeners and friends here, as a gift at psychicaccess.com. So later on, she'll give the, her site. And so you, if you all know, and I read it. I think Anton read the thing, uh, whole thing. It's really great. It's really wonderful. It's good read and interesting. So thank you so how about, much. I guess, you're welcome. Thank you for your sweet you emails, all of you, about that. I really appreciate it. Okay, and um, so let's go right into this. Um, let's go right into what we're going to talk about. I'd like to first focus on, you know, our psychic abilities. Talk about our psychic abilities, our psychic and brief, you know, overview of what we individually do. So, Rez, I'd like you to first be the one to begin us on that. Okay. Uh, what psychic What psychic abilities do we use? Is that the question first? Wait. Pardon me. I'm sorry. But psychic, the, she's asking what psychic abilities. Is that the question? It, are you asking oh, about her psychic abilities? I want you to give an overview of basically what you do in your psych, you know, your work and your abilities, your gifts, I guess you'd call it, and an overview of, of what you do and, and how you do it. Oh, okay. I understand. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, I, it was me probably not being very clear on that, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, the phone line's just a little bit blurby, but, but I can work with that. What I do is I read tarot cards, but I like to say that I use them as a way for spirit to draw me a picture. Because, yes, I need pictures. <laughs> I'm clairvoyant and clairaudient, which means I see pictures and I hear things. And I had a, a long time ago, once had a therapist ask me those same questions, and I said, if I heard things and saw things, I wouldn't tell you. So I haven't been to very many therapists after that, <laughs> but yeah. I like to, um, I, I, of course, when I first started using the cards, I, I pretty much learned their basic associations and, um, you know, their basic meanings and all of that, but then I found that they were very good at telling me a story, and so it wasn't difficult for me to um, hear and see the stories that are going on you know, people's lives. And that's basically what I do. I don't necessarily lay out a lot of cards for the question. It depends on the question, the circumstances. Then I will, I'll look at them and almost immediately I'll start getting words in my head uh, from spirit. I like to say that's my spirit guide, Tony. 
and uh, you know, it'll be as simple as say this or say that, or I'll just get a picture like a flash, you know, of something, an image, you know, whatever it is that's relevant to the person I'm talking to, and that's it's that's pretty much how it happens for me. So Tony is his name. Is he good looking? <laughs> oh yes, yes he is. He's he's extremely good looking, and he's British or, or used to be. <laughs> you know, and he's very starky. So, you know, sometimes he'll poke me and make fun of me as well. You know, kind of go, oh, duh. <laughs> oh, I like him. You know. He sounds like he's yeah, a cool guy cool. To, to be he your, understands the, guy, you know, right. the connection with. That's, that's yes. you know, I, that's lovely. I don't, have, I don't myself have anybody like that. Maybe I do. I'm just not aware of it. But, you know. So, so I, I got the I got the overview of what you do, and I find you I found you to be a very fascinating woman, and a woman of many sorts, and I do like your hair as well. Your <laughs> <laughs> hair I might have something to do with all that good psychic stuff coming out. Res, I'm just fooling around with you, of course, but you know you can you have a good sense of humor. But um, Anton, you experience deja vu while giving readings, and you also use precog the tip dreams in your work. Do you have some examples of these experiences you could tell us about? Um, sure, Maureen. Um, yeah, you know, these dreams um, range from very grim and serious to to very funny sometimes. Some of them are really hilarious. Um, I dream about places or events um, that I need to avoid sometimes, or uh, sometimes I dream about things that I must warn others about. Um, I also dream about news events sometimes or future outcomes. Um, I've actually cancelled or postponed some of my trips uh, because of dreams I had, you know, in the past. Hmm. Um, and, of course, there are also occasions where I would ignore a dream and then pay for it later. Like a few months ago, I was driving to, to Johannesburg. It's, it's one of our neighboring cities. And I got a flat tire. And I actually dreamed two nights before that that I heard a radio commercial remind, reminding people to check their spare wheels before they go on the road. And, yeah, I guess uh. who didn't listen to his own advice <laughs> and got stuck on the highway for over an hour. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, also, I also have dreams about um, my clients uh, before they contact me for readings. Um, and, and often my dreams are very symbolic. For example, um, I have a client on Psychic Access who is in a relationship with a younger man. And a day before last reading, I dreamt that I was visited by Demi Moore wearing a yellow dress. Um, of course, you know, I didn't make the connection at first, but then when she came online at Psychic Access, um, I immediately knew the dream was about her because, as you know, Demi Moore is in a relationship with, uh, with that guy, um, Ashton Kutcher. That's also... Um, so it was an easy connection for me to make. And, but what was interesting, when I told my client about the dream, she laughed and pointed out to me that um, what I could not see on her side that, uh, was that she was actually wearing her favorite yellow pajamas <laughs> at that very moment. Let's so I even saw the color, that was quite interesting. And um, <laughs> yeah, I guess my favorite dream, um, which a lot of people know about, but it's still one of my favorite stories. Um, I guess maybe because also it confirmed a lot for me at a certain time in my life where I needed that sort of um, reassurance. Um, and that's my favorite dream of all time. Uh, it was a time I dreamt, this was back in uh, 1998. 
I dreamt that a, a blonde prostitute and a serial killer from South Africa would win a big award in America. And everybody, including, because I told everybody about this because it was such a weird dream. And everybody, including myself, thought I had finally gone totally crazy. They thought I was Looney Tunes. Um, but I still wrote all the details down in my dream journal. Um, and lo and behold, Charlize Tron, um, you know as Charlize Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Through for me in 2004. Now, get this, it's six years later. Okay. I mean, at the time I had the dream, she wasn't even, I don't think she even was in, in the U.S. then. I think she was still over here. Um, wow. But um, you know, she won the Oscar in 2004 for, for that, you know, the Best Actress Award for Monster. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie. So, um, yeah, since then, my family and friends never joke about my dreams anymore. When I tell people about my dreams, they listen. <laughs> <laughs> How about the horses? Do you, do you have any dreams about what I should do? Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean, a lot of stuff. Not seen horses. No, not not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just missing. I didn't I ask about no, lottery. Dream, I don't get any predictions on on gambling and stuff. And you know that's something that's that's very big here. A lot of South African of my South African clients, you know, new clients, they often want to hear if I can do gambling predictions for them, and it's just something I don't do. I it's do. like it's like I shut down immediately. It's like there's just nothing. It it all that's comes good. to a standstill. Yeah. You should, I mean, that's right, the right thing to do because gambling is just no darn good, and there is help for people out there that need help, too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I agree with that. And, and you know, so, yeah, you know, I wanted to inter interact real quick about what I do. Everybody knows kind of what I do. I just am what I am, and I'm funny. But there's one thing that I, I have, some of my work, like with Anton, I go into a, a state of um, one time, one of my readings, I will start, it's almost like I'm channeling, but I get extremely drained, like I'm so tired, it's not that the person's, it's not like the same psychic vampire stuff, where they're sucking me out, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it was like, I was reading for this one, this happens everywhere so often, but one person, all of a sudden I'm just, I can barely talk when my head starts going down to the table and he was in, uh, across me and I started seeing I, my eye in my head that I was swirling I started seeing children drowning it was it was intense and it turned out that he had two boys that had drowned it and I could see them and that is a rare thing that happens with me it's not like I, I can turn it on and off it, it will but wow. sometimes you know there's all these new names about clairvoyant and clairaudient they're all the C words right I yeah. do smell, you know, so I don't know. My overview of what I do and how I do it or what I get, my gifts, I, they kind of just, they change or they get new wording for it. I don't know, but if that makes sense. But, um, Allura, how about you? I'd like to well, hear about you. Sure. One of the first things I do is I, I always say prayer first before I give readings. Uh, you know, before I, I um, log in to give readings or before I see a client. And uh, I ask for guidance. I ask for spirit or God for the highest possible guidance for them to help them in the best way possible. And then um, I use a Native American animal medicine card, sacred path cards, because I resonate more with the Native uh, type of philosophy and energy and uh, really represents um, spiritual and the physical. So it's much easier for me to uh, tap into also psychometry but we can't do that long distance um, and what I do is when I start it really information comes to me differently at different times for different people and I might get something I might see it clairvoyantly I might hear it 
clairaudiently, I might know it just like I know it or I'll feel it in my body. I actually sometimes read words. I'll see the words and and read it. And so it's all, it, it, for whatever reason, it's brought in differently uh, at different times and it, it, it just all works, you know, so I just get used to that. And um, And that's basically how I wind up receiving the information. So it's it's empathy and it's and I ask for you know and what I ask for is information that empowers the individual. That's good and intention. That's, yeah. yeah. So the intention is what I set first and foremost with prayer, and I find that I get a much clearer reception of everything when I do that. Well, that's a good way to look at it. I, I mean, I don't need to use my satellite dish anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It turns but, out my radar much more clearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool, Miss <laughs> Peg. Thank uh, you, Allure. That was really insightful, Miss Peg. And and how about you? How, what do you say? You well, know? you know, it's kind of funny because I used to joke around. I, I I wasn't being you know facetious, but you know, I've got all the clairs, you know. Um, and I, I by accident discovered my remote viewing and my abilities with psychometry. But it's all been about studying. Because other people said, "Well, that you know, it looks like this." When I was when I was a kid, I just knew things. I remember calling my mom, terrified, before there was ever a cell phone ever made. You know, I you know trying to find her. We were all truck drivers when I was a kid, and oh, well, a young woman. And I saw, I, I saw the semi rolling over, and it wasn't the one I was in. And um, it wasn't my mom; it was my brother's. And the next day, he rolled his semi. Um, and, and you know, my so my my family. I don't think my family ever. With the exception of my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, when I was a child, she died when I was thirteen. But no one ever helped me hone these things, my my abilities. And I work on, I hear things, I, I, not with my ears, but I think that's that's the clear audience, right? Our producer's teasing us in the chat room, guys. He says to have the smells as the smell us or clear smell ascent, right? No, I've got. I, I, I do. I see. I, I'm not quite sure. Sometimes I've been looking up some things lately because you know, the energy comes to me. Sometimes they look like they're in corporal form, but they really aren't. It just depends on how it comes. The smoke, um, ectoplasm, uh, that one just started in the last six or eight months. Um, but I do. I, I hear things and I feel them. And if I'm pay- if I'm on mark with my meditations and I'm cleansing my computer and my home and my kids and the energy on a daily basis, and I keep that up, it's a constant routine that I do. Then the answers just flow quickly. I don't, it doesn't take any time anymore for things to come to me. Well, you know, um, with me, I like I said, I, I I I'm also I'm also self-taught in all aspects and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And you no, know, you know, I'm a bit I'm a bit special eccentric. They call it too, and. <laughs> And I think that I, one person told me a long time ago that I don't believe in your intuition. I don't believe in your cards, those tarot cards that you read. And I said, well, you know, I don't really think about it much either. He goes, no, but I believe in your intuition. That's why I asked you. He was a businessman. And that's who actually who inspired me to think about me being connected to this stuff anyway. But I do know that uh, for me, like, you know, we were talking about angels last week, for instance. You know, how we want to interpret things in our head. For us, it's easier for us to see a winged angel in fact it, whatever way works for us individually for mm-hmm. me it's hard for me to have these these cards out and um and i don't i don't know if i i don't need them but i know that i i feel better having them in front of me to me to be able to make sense of what i'm getting even if it that doesn't make sense because yeah because i do the same thing i use them as a portal i understand yes exactly just and, right in 
Yeah, and, but then again, also, I, I wanted to bring up something interesting. I had this, and this is a confession. These are downright. This is a downright confession, okay, for the executive okay. producer and everybody else out there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and here it goes. Go for it, but I'm going to go for it. When um, I began a, a, a business um, in the ni- late 80s, ni- early 1900s, <laughs> 1990s, I am. Um, Anyway, I had a 900 line, and I'm not guilty. I was not guilty by association with you know who. But anyway, yeah. I had, I was pregnant at the time, so I had to have somebody who kind of run my business um, for me. And there, there were people that were working with me that were just a handful, and they were people I knew. But he was a, a magician, and he was very good. He, in fact, I don't know if anybody knows about the Magic Castle in Hollywood, but you have to be, you have to be really good to be able to be over the in there to in to be asked oh, yeah. to be over there to. Um, entertain or you know work and he right. was telling me that he really thought I was you know real the real deal but he wanted to show me some trickster things to do and I said what do you mean trickster things he said well little there were little things and I was really tormented by this he says I, I think you're a really good reader but you need to have people start trusting you see his whole outlook was different than what we're talking about here and I really got then I then he started me thinking and I couldn't do it I never could do it but he showed me some things that are amazing that I must confess I'm kind of forgetting exactly what they are. <laughs> but there were little things that I looked at, you know, like magicians do and stuff. But I, I just want to bring that out because, you know, that was like that 1800 stuff, the tricksters were there. And they write books, as a matter of fact, that you can buy, and in, in, I know in Hollywood or um, in L.A., I'm in California, there's actually books on how to be a trickster psychic. They have these books. And really? Absolutely, and you use because a lot of them are magicians, and I'm not talking about doing you know the big the big magician you know baba boom baba bing. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the smaller. Sorry, I got that. I'm talking about the smaller little things like when you write a name on a. He'd give me this little envelope, you know, this little stuff that would then bring people. Then you can bring people in to trust you in the first place, and then you can go about doing your thing. And I go well. I, I just had a real hard time with that, and then I started thinking, well, maybe has a, a you know something to that, because I also had somebody who said I must not be very good because I didn't charge enough money, and he said when you go to the market, you see something for a better price, it must be better than you, you know. Than the <laughs> but but you know what, Maureen, I don't, what I don't understand is why would somebody go through all that effort to to learn all these tricks and stuff, and to pretend that they're psychic because surely there are easier jobs to do. Well, you know, this is the thing. He wasn't. To be honest with you, I could change this. I I would choose something else. Well, you know, no. Thing if it was, he wasn't. He wasn't a psychic. He was a magician. That was his thing. Yes, but but the fact that you're saying that there are books and stuff out there, why would people bother doing? Why would you choose this as a career if if you had the choice? Because you know what, this is the point. This is the difference between us and some. And I'm not putting every. And Reds, you know, we you you're online. Get it? You guys really need to take advantage of that. It talks about that. There are a lot of people out there, but of, uh, you know, of course, we're not like that because it is about you know it, they want or they're motivated by different you know reasons. They want to be psychic to make all this money, and they're psychic to the stars and da 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 da. So that's why well, tend, could you know, I, I I start thinking <laughs> it, it, there's a market for it, but it, it, it was astounding when I found this out because I was so close to this that world and this was a while ago a long time ago but it was interesting there's a confession okay so, <laughs> yeah. so you know, really I, yeah it is isn't it though but so red i want talking about our early years when we were just pups mm. <laughs> when we were just young little whippersnappers i wanted to know um about 
the earlier and for for uh, Rez, I want to ask you uh, because I read yeah. on your e- your ebook a little bit about the background you came from, and it's kind of interesting. Could you so could you tell us a little bit about your ex- first psychic experience, your school, your parents, and all that that we want to address? Yes, yes, I. My psychic abilities were never encouraged, I must say. In fact, being I was raised in a Southern Baptist uh, atmosphere. Both of my grandparents, both sides were clergy, were preachers. <laughs> so, you know, it was what we were taught was that uh, God gives people gifts, yes, um, but nowadays... There's no need for that to happen as far as a psychic ability or prophecy or being able to speak with spirits or anything like that because that was just there for the disciples and needed in those days. Now we have the Bible, so we don't really need any of those things. And what um, what we call psychic ability now or ESP or anything like that was considered flat-out sinful. So it didn't get talked about. And I was learning about all these things, of course, you know, when I was a kid and all the great and wonderful things that God and Spirit and does and miracles and angels and all that kind of stuff. You know, and it was and I thought, well, but I can do that too. You know, not that I could perform miracles but I was really can but, you know, I, I believed that God could do anything and I believed that I could hear the voice of spirit. I believed that I was given knowledge about people that other people didn't have and that turned out to be true and you know, my parents, or my mother especially, would just say, well, she's a very sensitive kid, you know. Uh, <laughs> we It was never said that she has ESP or she understands things beyond her years, you know, things like that, you know. So it wasn't until after my mother passed away when I was in my early 30s that I really started to take a look at psychic abilities seriously, you know. Um, and without... I had to deal with a lot of guilt, I guess you could call it, from being really um, raised in such a religious background and having to admit that I just didn't believe the same way and it just didn't didn't work for my life and that what I was seeing and experiencing was so much more than that, you know. So that's, you know, I really started paying attention to that when I was older. Yeah, I read I read that. As a matter of fact, that's what I found interesting. It wasn't because until you were older, but it was always there anyway because of the yeah. what you just said about your background. You found it, I find yeah. the clergy. It was always there. I remember seeing. I was with my parents when I was about I don't know, five or six years old, and they were visiting some friends of theirs. And as children will do, after a while, getting bored, you begin to run around the house and explore things a little bit. So I went upstairs while no one noticed. And I went into one of the bedrooms where I saw a baby bed. And I went in because I I saw a kid standing in the baby bed, just kind of standing there hanging on like a little two-year-old might do. And I went in and I said, hi, and told him my name and said, what's your name? And he said, my name is Dan. And I said, well, okay, maybe we could play sometime. And I went back downstairs. And later on when we left, I said, mommy. Who was the little boy, Stephen, and how come he couldn't come downstairs and play? And they explained to me in no uncertain terms and told me not to talk about it anymore that the couple they were visiting had lost a little boy a few months earlier, and his name was Stephen. And I was told, like I said, not to talk about it anymore. 
So that's the kind of thing, you know, that, that taught me that whenever I had experiences like that, to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so I forgot. Right, you know, I'm sorry, Rez, go on. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, Rez, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, why did you why did you write the ebook that you're offering, which I think is very good, everybody, as well as Rez, I think so. Um, why did you why did you write this ebook? Oh, thank you for asking, and thank you for for the compliment on that. Well, I being in this business, and it is a business as well as a calling. I feel I decided it was just important for people who come to us know the truth and there have been articles online many times before about how you can tell a real psychic from a fake one and that kind of thing but I just you know feel that especially with the economy there are more and more people who are desperate for advice and more and more people who are working with psychics who have no business doing so and I think that it's important for everyone to know the truth about um, how psychic readings work how psychic sites work what were the 900 lines all about? What are they still all about? What's it like for the person who is a real psychic working on the other end of the line talking to you? You know, what you should look for, what you shouldn't. I just wanted to go more in depth about that. And, you know, I, I've noticed that um, most people that are working as a psychic or a reader or a spiritual counselor online are pretty much afraid to talk about not just each other in a professional sense, but the sites that they work for, the other sites that they work with, you know, and there's such there's such competition and there's such childish behavior. You know, I just thought, you know, what the heck? I'm going to talk about what I know. And if anyone's offended, they can just be that way. <laughs> and I just felt like it's information that I wanted to share um, from my personal experiences as well. And hopefully it helps those who read it understand what they're dealing with and what they should deal with and shouldn't deal with, that kind of stuff. Yes, and, and you know, everybody, I, I read this again, and this is a really good ebook, and she's offering it as a gift to everybody here. So like I said, wait for her. She'll give you her website. We'll do that at the end. You can also see it on the guest um page because I read it and it's not only about seeing it but also your stories and they're really great and about your background as well and what you do it's a really I, I loved it I really did so you know Anton when did you realize you were psychic and did it come as a shock <laughs> mm, actually not Maureen um, uh, I knew from a very young age um, actually my first memories um, you know some of my very first memories are actually of a psychic nature um, so the knowing was not actually the problem for me. It was the accepting of it later in life. Uh, that is where I encountered some problems. It took me a while to, to get over that hurdle. Um, but I always knew. Um, you know, as a, as a young child, I was fascinated by the paranormal. Um, I was forever busy s uh, staring into a crystal ball that I made out of one of my mum's glass flower pots. You know, that I turned upside down or, <laughs> or I was conducting seances with all my friends or performing <laughs> magic tricks, whatever. Um, and um, I actually had several imaginary friends um, and I sometimes knew what my teachers were thinking and feeling and stuff like that. So I never thought it strange or unusual, you know, especially when I was much younger. Um, 
But, uh, of course, other people often thought that I was a slightly odd uh, little child. But, um, yeah, what can you do? Well, you can not be an odd little... No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, Anton, please, tell, what, I want to hear a little bit more about your family. I think I identify a little bit on what we both kind of share in some ways. But what was it like growing up as a psychic, and did your family encourage your abilities? You kind of... You know what? No, they didn't. Not because they were that dead set against it, because it runs in the family. But the problem was I grew up in a very difficult period in my country's history. Um, you know, we had a very restrictive government in those days, very conservative government. Um, and um, there wasn't freedom of spiritual expression, um, uh, you know, in the school that I attended and stuff like that. So people like me were generally frowned upon in the community. So, you know, my psychic abilities were, abilities were not really um, encouraged under under those circumstances. Um, and, I, you know, I guess my parents did it to protect me from, from prejudice and from bullying at school, although I was still bullied a lot as a child. Um, but I was also popular in junior high because the girls came to me for free readings in the library at, at break times. <laughs> so, um, and they, they used to queue up, you know, so it was actually a lot of fun. Actually, my paternal grandmother was a gifted clairvoyant and she was a rebel in many ways, you know, you know, even in these conservative times. She was notorious in her community for being passionately uh, opposed to prejudice and bigotry uh, and to racism and things like that. And nobody ever messed with her because they were cautious of her nasty habit to accurately predict the deaths, births, and illnesses of the town's inhabitants um, <laughs> uh, too often when they least expected it, you know, so they steered clear. Um, sadly, I never knew her personally in life because she passed away long before my birth. Um, you know, she died when my dad was 18. But I know an awful lot about her from the stories my father and my aunt, you know, his sister told me. It reassured me at a very young age that I was, in fact, not so weird or strange as some would have made me believe. Um, so, you know, I knew my heritage. I understood where I came from. And unfortunately, I also had very unconventional parents. Um, they never really encouraged me, but at least they broke away from the customs of the time. And they exposed us to broader horizons. My, my dad was a journalist and a book reviewer. Um, so my sister and I always had access to a lot of books, even ones that were banned here at the time. And um, therefore, we grew up with, with, you know, a more alternative outlook on life. So thank goodness for that. Well, yeah, thanks goodness for that because you're here with us now and you're okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'd love to know if... Uh, well, you know, I have something to say here. You know, we've kind of heard my story, I think, over and over again until it blew in the face. But my first psychic experience was, as I can recall, was really young. And my school life was really bad. And <laughs> my, um, I was emotionally isolated. I started going in a direction where I wanted to s subdue myself with things that weren't the best for my body, if you know what I mean, without being his family hour. So, yes. Okay, so my parents, and so I, I don't think they were bad people. There was so much. There was a lot of money, but I had five brothers and sisters, and I was immediately, you know, uh, being told I was crazy, and I was out of my mind, or whatever it was. You know, I was called, so I believed those things, and so I went through life struggling with that. So my first psychic experience had to do with PK, you know, some movement of things, which I had no control over. So, and then later I suppressed it until I was in my 20s. So, you know, I, I think that, but if I didn't have that going on, like I said, it wouldn't be what I am today, which is funny about it. But I think, um, I don't know, uh, Miss Peg, uh, Laura, how about you guys? Do you have something you'd like to add to this? 
Sure. Actually, um, well, I can tell you a little bit about my early years. When I was a child, I used to tell my mother what animals would say to me, like what they liked to eat, what they were doing when they were wandering the neighborhood, you know, and stuff like that. I'd actually talk to them. And I'd talk about events as if they had happened, but I, I didn't realize, you know, I didn't know the difference between being psychic or anything else. I just was being myself. And as it turned out, um, you know, I used to tell her about events. I used to foretell events before they happened. Now she realized I was, you know, very psychic. I, I just, and she encouraged it. She just let me be who I was. My father didn't. He did not understand that, but I'll get to that a little later. School was a little difficult. It was very difficult because as an intuitive child, I found it difficult to be forced to sit for hours on end listening to a teacher drone on about math or something like that. So I used to daydream a lot. And I used to go into an inner world, and my teachers would complain to my parents that I was daydreaming. So they actually put me on a drug. And at the time, it was called Diener to block out my daydreaming. So it's difficult oh, for children. No, that's awful. Sad. Sad. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what they did. So it's difficult for children. It was difficult for me in that sense. Nobody really understood that. And um, so, if you're intuitive, if you're an intuitive child. It's hard to be unimaginative and to listen for hours to constant protocol or critical thinking all day long with very little imaginative activity like play or drama or music or art. Things like that. My father actually thought I was mentally handicapped, <laughs> if you can believe that. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he thought I, I mean, it, it's really not funny, but now I can no, look back and, and laugh. Because, and he treated me like I was mentally slow because, because I found joy in the smallest things like a ball or I can, you know, I had an imagination. I could play, climb trees. I was very content as a child. And I wasn't bouncing off a wall. So I lived in my inner world a lot, and he did not understand that. To this day, my father doesn't understand me. He he really disapproves of a lot of this stuff. So I was intuitive more than intellectual, and um, because of that, I just knew things. And people would ask me how I knew things. You know, I didn't have to think about them. I just knew, and, and I didn't know how to respond to that. So that kind of, at that point when I... When somebody asked me, how did you know that, and I couldn't really tell them how I knew, I began to feel stupid because I couldn't explain how or why I knew things. And so that kind of started me on that journey of, well, you should be more intellectual, you know, and kind of not be as intuitive. But, you know, I came back around. The intellectual is important as well, and I needed to kind of develop that more. But uh, but then I... I, you know, came back around and now I have uh, both and I find that I really need um, both sides to really feel more balanced, you know, the, the critical that. thinking as well as the intuitive. So, yeah, so that's just a little synopsis of my early life years. No, thank you. You know, we're going to have to take a commercial break. Everybody will be right back um, after a word from our sponsor, PsychicAccess.com. A new era in psychic services has begun. PsychicAccess.com. You can connect with our psychic advisors by telephone or chat 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All of our psychic advisors are interviewed, fully verified, and accuracy tested, assuring you quality service. We're living in some very troubled times right now. More and more, the world's problems are affecting us on a personal level. 
you don't have to deal with this alone. Our highly accurate psychics, caring advisors and talented mediums can help with situations you are currently experiencing and can let you know what the future may hold for you. All new customers get a free six-minute reading. All you have to do is register. Why not visit us now and get a free reading at PsychicAccess.com. Uh, hello, and we're back, and welcome back to our show with uh, an extra added feature involved. <laughs> Joining us is Rez, and uh, we were talking about, well, we were actually talking about what, you know, our early years and, and life, you know, and psychic stuff. I want to know, Miss Peg, do you have anything to add to what we were just, you know, all of us talking about as far as early years? Well, just, just in brief, I, I just wanted to say, you know, as a child, I ha my mother took me to doctors, because I was telling her about the people that were talking to me, I, I couldn't sleep at night, and I was having because they were, uh, I didn't understand it, and you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, um, and my mother refused to accept the fact that her mother was gifted, and my she did, my mother denied her own gifts, and so she went to the medical route, um, and then as I got older, and I refused to, I just, I never did conform, I did not conform in school, I didn't conform in, 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 in my little Catholic classes, I did, I just, I wasn't a trouble kid, I just. I just refuse to, I suppose, um, give reverence to authority. Um, and as I, I did not, I did not really start trusting in my um, gifts until I was in my my mid thirties. Um, and that was, you know, after near death experience type energy. Prior to that, I was always, you know, I always had the best advice, and I, I had tons of friends that wanted to know, you know, but I never understood the concept of it. You know, and a little mini confession here. When I first when I first started trusting that I was actually I could actually help people that I, what I was seeing was actually real, long before I ever I mean I wasn't as cool as I am now that's for sure, um, <laughs> but I I I was told by another psychic at, that um, on a site that I would not mention because I I'm no longer associated with them for many many reasons all of them having to do with um, being a charlatan, but one thing that I was told was to study astrology, and to study the tarot. Um, because I could, if I if I could was stumped for you know I could I could throw tarot cards, um, and I could nail people to their astrological signs and statistically I was always going to come up with something, and then I could go off in that direction. In the summer of 2006, that's what I started doing. I started studying. But I didn't I, I I didn't really think that I was doing it to, because I was all I was using it for was to back myself up, because it really is hard to explain um, why I know things about your life because your dead grandma standing behind you, you know, it's really hard to explain things. And so in the summer of 2006, I, I, I literally heard in meditation the very first time I feel like I heard my guides um, really strongly. Um, they told me, she put, put the cards down um, and start, <laughs> trust, try, start trusting in, my, in myself, you know, so. We all kind of have the same thread. It seems like a lot of us that uh, it runs pretty similar through yeah. what we, you know, how, we, you know, we do things or how we're some of us don't sleep that much <laughs> but you know I wanted to um, ask about you know we all had other careers well mine was a career of right after myself trying to prove myself but uh, I know that Rez you have an interesting background about what you were doing before making a, a, the switch uh, actually I know you did a couple times in your book or I read about that but what were you doing you were in the corporate Weren't you in a corporate world of, and that's how yeah. you switched over? I would like to be to yeah, tell people about this I was, I, was um, I had no desire to seek any kind of psychic employment or even 
religious and spiritual work like my family did. So I thought, well, I'll just make something of myself in the corporate world. <laughs> and when I was working for a life insurance company uh, as a word processor and then administrative assistant to the CEO, that kind of thing, was when I first saw an ad, and I talked about this in my ebook about how somebody wanted a, <laughs> to hire psychics. And I just, I really never thought about doing it for a living until then. And I was, I guess, in my early 30s when that happened. So I never um, really pursued that as a career until then. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, much less pursued serious study about developing psychic abilities and things like that, which I did do later. But I want to go back to, if you don't mind, <laughs> something no, no, no. that Peg was saying. Something with Peg, Ms. Peg and uh, Laura were saying, too, was that how they felt as children and what they dealt with as children. You know, I noticed, and you and I talked about this a little bit, too, that everyone who is involved in this kind of work, either as a reader or a healer or something to that effect, that I come in contact with anyway, seems to do something else that's very creative. It's like having your white brain wide open, you know, when you have psychic ability, even if you don't know it yet. And your imagination, you're never the kid who's told you don't have a very good imagination because you always do, you know. And I think that that form of expression, whether it's being a musician or being an artist or anything creative in nature, uh, that you do, you're, it's important to do that. I, I've seen a lot of psychics and healers who focus just on doing that and then begin to, to ignore the creative side of their life and of their, of their work. And, and it's important to express that. I think um, that's just an innate ability that we all have, meaning the creative side, meaning psychics and healers. And I think that that's important to address, but you guys were right. Teachers, parents, even other kids don't get that. You know, they think that we're we're slow, or we're, <laughs> or we don't pay attention, or Dumb. we're just <laughs> off in la la land somewhere. You know, so they drug us and they take us to doctors and they try and figure out why we're a little different, why we see things differently. But I think that's really the crux of the matter is that we just see things differently, and we feel things differently. And so we have to find ways, and we do find ways, especially as we're growing up, to compensate for that. And so that's why pretty much everything I do now, I do intuitively, and that, is, that even comes down to even working on my computer. You know, I always kind of make a joke about it and say, yeah, I do whatever the voices tell me to do even when I'm figuring out what's, you know, tech issues or <laughs> daily life issues because that's what works for me. And you can't, and you do feel stupid when you can't explain how you know things to other people, Miss Peg. So that's so true that even I experience that now as well. Uh, yes. yes, yep, yep. You, you know, Anton, what led you to, um, well, wait, you know, Anton, yeah, what, led you to pursue your degree in psychology. I think people may not know this about you, but that you were in psychology. Right. Yeah, Maureen, there was a long period in my life, uh, especially during my teens and my early adulthood, 
that I, I basically refused to accept um, my psychic heritage. Um, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, I saw it as a weakness or as an embarrassment. Um, I blamed it for a lot of problems in my life, and, and I kept it a secret for a long, a very long time. Um, however, what was interesting is that is that I continuously still felt this need to help and support other people, especially emotionally. Um, it's just in my nature. So my goal was to do something more respectable and normal in my mind at that time. Um, so I wanted to become a you know a therapist, a clinical psychologist. Um, the choice was just a natural result, I guess, of my my empathic and intuitive nature. And I simply wanted to help others in need, you know, to reach out and, and make the world a better or a safer uh, or a more joyful place. Of course, my academic background has helped me a lot in my work as a psychic. Um, you know, I, I have a certain knowledge of human behavior and counseling skills and stuff that do come in handy. Um, but if I could turn back the clock, I would probably opt for a slightly different field of study, you know, if I can go back. Uh, a couple of decades um, so, you know I would probably study something like metaphysics or paranormal psychology but unfortunately those fields of study were not common in my time especially not in my country and, and you know this was before the internet nowadays you can do these courses through the internet then you, we didn't have that um, and as far as my career path goes now that's a whole other kettle of fish um, <laughs> I've noticed that uh, many psychics typically go through a weird and wonderful assortment of jobs and relationships and life experiences before they finally get called to fulfill their destiny. Well, that's my impression anyway. Um, yeah. I guess it is a vital period of data collection that, you know, that enables us to do what we do. And, and I was certainly no exception to the rule. My, my career path included working, well, get this, I've worked as an actor a dancer, because I studied drama as well, by the way, before I did the psychology. Um, so I worked as an actor, a dancer, a singer, journalist, public relations officer, publicist, yeah. screenwriter, graphic designer, website developer, yoga and Pilates instructor, personal wellness coach, counselor, lecturer, conference coordinator, entrepreneur, chef and restaurateur. It's wow. an absolute <laughs> All in one. I want to hire I can you. relate. Oh, well, this was, this was over a period of what? Um, this was since 1990. So that makes it, what, 20 years exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. It, you know, it's interesting because uh, my sister, my oldest sister is a, a psychologist, and she... Uh, many years ago, asked me and her her, her uh, associates. She she has a private practice. They asked me to do some readings for her. My older sister was sitting across from me, and I do not like reading for family. By the way, I, I've I've given readings to one person, like my daughter once in her life, and my niece. That's all I'll do, one time only. But because emotional attachment, I just don't think it's right. But I was giving my sister a reading. I was just beginning this stuff of mine. It was in the ninth, late eighties, and she got really upset with me and here's my older sister and she can outwin me in all her verbiage because she's she went to all the you know she's a psychologist she had all the degrees I don't and she finally came up to me and I was really upset I was going to leave town on that plane immediately she said I didn't know what I was talking about and she came up to me and said you know I'm really sorry but I have a really hard time sitting across from you as a some tarot reader and you're get pulling up stuff that I'm not ready to deal with and she said I have clients that come to me make an appointment and they're prepared to come into my office and let it all out, and they know what to expect. But I found that's a very big challenge. Even today, not so much today, years ago, I had a lot of fists coming towards me, 
I, you know, a lot of people saying that I did something, I did my witch, burned me up, and I, you know, whatever. But wow. she, I'll never forget what she said. It made a really, it made a, she made a good point. So that's why now people are taking us, you know, entertainment purposes only. We all have heard that. But really, it's people that are seeking help, advice from us that can help us with their direction. They, it's their choice what they want to do with it. But, you know, that's been, um, the, like I said, the, the caliber of people, especially psychicaccess.com and my clients, they're wonderful. I, I'm really happy with the, how things have changed. And, you know, Miss Peg, I wanted to ask you as well about, do you think people treat you different when they find out you're psychic, or have you have you seen a, the treatment of this change over the years as well, like what I was saying? Yes, that's very, I mean, that's very, very true. I mean, five, six years ago, um, when, well, actually a decade ago when I started this, it, I hate to say this, you know, when I talk about psychic confessions, I mean, it was a secret. I worked regular jobs. I, I worked in debt collection in the legal department. I worked as a CNA. I've worked, you know, behind counters, uh, um, ringing up gas, you know, all kinds of stuff in my life. Um, and I never said anything about, about when I started to study and I started to focus and hone in on what it is I was thinking and seeing and feeling. Um, and so, but now... I just moved four months ago. I moved from a big city into this little tourist town on the edge of the Mississippi River. And within five months of being here, I don't even know how to explain it to you. I mean, I'm being invited to a shop every week. I do readings. I'm doing no less than four or five people in an evening. Um, I've been invited to the to the business um, owner's association meeting in September. I, there's just a lot of things that, are, that have changed in the last decade. And so now... Um, I mean, I don't walk around public in Walmart and telling people, I, I mean, I, I, if, I, if you don't ask me a question, I don't have to say anything to you. Um, that's what's changed in my life. I used to be this person that just went blah and told you all the things I was feeling and I, I didn't understand it. And, and, and I got myself in a, a bunch of pickle messes because I was trying to help, in parentheses. Um, now, th that's not the way it is. That people seek out what they want to know and I do my very level best to help them. Um, and now, I would, I'm not so afraid to say I'm a psychic medium as I was a decade ago because, you know, I was afraid there was a stake in the backyard and they were going to burn me on it, you know, because they're afraid. They're afraid and they're worried and they think that, I don't know, I, I can read their minds and I'm going to, you know, I don't know, ruin their lives. I don't know. It's, it's changed, though. People are waking up. Yes, they are. And and we all have it in us, everybody. You know, we're all we all have that. We're born like I always said, of a psychic inheritance. It, you know, we're just it is what it is, and and that's all. That's what all I have to say about that because it's true. And everybody listening in the chat room or not in the chat room or in the archives, we all have this. We're born with it. We just forget from the conditionings. Well, but, we, yes. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. No, we're no, all no don't be sorry. We're all born. We're all born, and we're raised by people. No matter where we come from, no matter what our lineage is, no matter what our culture is, you know, we've discussed this several times on the show. And it's, you know, we get to a certain age, and and, and all of a sudden, things get clearer. No matter what walk of life you're in, or what spiritual walk you're on, wisdom comes with age. You know, we have to make sure that I, I believe I'm raising two small children, and I and I open up my my home to what they see, what they hear, what they feel, and there's none of that debunking that happened when I was a child it made me feel like an idiot. That doesn't yeah. happen. My children will be very different when in, in that in the next you know age of people that are, are awakening. My children will be helping other people. They they won't be afraid to 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 talk about who they are. Yeah, right. And you know, um, I would like to know. Uh, well, I'd like to know a lot of things, but <laughs> uh, as this, I wanted to know, um, ask 
uh, Laura, what are the pros and cons for you as far as, you know, being doing the psychic professionally in work? Well, the, we'll start with the pros. I feel that I have the advantage of feeling energy around me at any time to know what's going on around me. I get intuitive messages all day long, which help guide me through my day. And I get, and it's with a wisdom and a joy and a type and a peace that makes my day and life run more smoothly. Now, that's barring my more human moments when I don't listen to those intuitions, like Anton was saying that when he got a flat tire, you know, that does happen. But I find that my life runs a lot more smoothly when I listen to those intuitions. So, and I also wind up helping others who really don't know that I'm picking up on what they're feeling or thinking. You know, I really believe there's no such thing as coincidence. And strangers will walk up to me and start talking with me, and I can sense things. And I feel a purpose in that. So, you know, if somebody needs cheering up or something like that, sometimes they just need a smile. I give it to them. So it gives me that advantage. And I also feel that spirit uh, brings people to me. And I've actually had people come back to me and say, you know, you said ABC. And I, I didn't even remember what I said. But they say to me, you know, you said ABC to me. And I was a total stranger. And I couldn't believe that you actually could tell that I was going through this sort of thing. And, you know, it was kind of interesting to get that feedback because you're just being yourself at the time. Now, sometimes I can't run around with my radar up every minute of the day. You need a break. But um, but I believe this happens with many sensitives and intuitive people. So it's very easy for me to tune into my real feelings also. That's another advantage I, about something rather than not know the difference between what I really want versus what I think I want. I can separate my heart from, you know, what I want versus from what I'm thinking about. So most people have a lot of difficulty with that and um, they might find it difficult to tune into their heart's desires, which I often find people coming to readings are often needing in order to make a decision that will truly fulfill their lives. So these are just some examples of the advantages of being a psychic. I consider myself very lucky, you know, as a result to have these gifts. But the same things that are pros as a psychic are often considered, are often considered disadvantages. Uh, if you don't know how to handle your sensitivity to others, it can be painful to feel what others are feeling, to be more sensitive to others' thoughts, to be affected by negative energy and so forth. So once you understand that that you don't have to take these impressions or feelings personally and understand that you're merely a conduit and, and just to be aware of them, you can respond and, and you'll not be personally affected and they become a gift rather than a curse because your awareness increases. Right. You know, Rez, I wanted to ask you something here. Um, we sure. spoke about the isolation that presents itself with the technical and now that we're all you know on our computers in our home. And do, right. when you're doing radio and TV via Internet, do you find that this to be an issue for your personal life? I really don't um, because a lot of it has become my personal life. And what I mean by that is that being a Capricorn, I, I think uh, there's a very fine line, if any line at all, between work and play. Uh, so <laughs> what I spend most of my time doing, which is working or producing media or working on media, that pretty much is my personal life. And my partner is here with me doing a lot of that at the same time. So we incorporate a lot of the things we do, you know, together. So I, and I don't, um, 
when you and I talked the other night about kind of becoming a recluse, I guess that's because, you know, as Ms. Pegg was saying, when you get to a certain point in life, everything becomes clearer and you don't need the things that you needed before. For instance, I personally don't need the social interaction that I needed when I was 20, you know, or even in my 30s. I've come to enjoy living simply and doing, spending most of the time doing what I do. And that's in my work and, you know, whether it's uh, giving readings or the show or interacting with other people, you know, that I work with, like you guys. And, and that's it. And that really has become my personal life. Not that I don't take time for myself, but when I do that, I just do something by myself, you know, that I enjoy doing so that's that's that yeah yes and can you hear me it sounds loud uh res did you yeah okay i'm sorry that it was so quiet like yes big i just want to say i just want to ask you something res you just said something that kind of hit a chord with me about the social interaction um necessity that we have when we're in our you know, our 20s and we've got the world by the tail and then our 30s we kind of wake up a little bit and in our 40s, like, I don't yeah. have patience for this. Um, yeah. that, but, but that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I feel like and I was wondering, I mean, you said the word recluse. I mean, I've had that said to me. I've, I've had, you know how many times people have tell me and I get, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I get readings from Psychic Access, um, interviewees trying to um, contract with our site and they all say, you need to get out of your house. You need to go do things. But do you, do you know why in your own life, why you don't want to be out around people? What is it? Yeah, I would I would say that I just, what I've decided is that I really don't have the energy for it, frankly. And, and I don't mean just energy and an expending energy kind of way. And I don't mean that I don't like people, you know, because obviously if that were true, I wouldn't be in the work that I'm in. But I, I feel that I... When you get older, you know, and I'm over 50 now, I'll admit, I'm there. Um, when you get to be a certain age, you really pick and choose um, what you absorb and what you participate in a lot uh, more than you used to. And just personally speaking, and you probably feel this way too, that I, when I'm out among crowds or even in a social situation out to dinner for a couple of hours, with a couple of people, you know, or more, it just drains me completely. I, you know, it is difficult, as Laura was saying, it's difficult to feel things that other people feel, even if it's just a general sense of the atmosphere of the room or the group that you're with or whatever it is that's going on. And I just don't feel like I need to to do that. I don't need um, validation from people or situations outside myself, and that might sound a little arrogant, but it's just that I've become happy and comfortable with myself and with what I do, and I think that's it mostly, you know, but I've just become happy and comfortable the way I am, and I don't need, you know, to, to pour out my feelings to somebody so much. You know, I think it's important that we as psychics have someone or have a way to talk about things we need to talk about with someone. You know, we give advice and help all day long. Um, and I think that we need that person to talk to as well 
sometimes, but I think that we're more likely to choose that person in that situation, not as often as others, but only when we need it. And I just simply don't need that kind of, the kind of interaction that I did anymore. Does that make sense to you at all? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And I think it's just a matter of, I think, um, becoming more secure and solid in your own foundation, empowered. That's because I, yeah. I feel similar. You know, I'm just, uh, I don't need like that validation as much from other people as when we're younger. Too bad we don't have the bodies we had when we were younger, but yeah. too, if we had only had the same <laughs> level of security. <laughs> Jump out Amen. Of okay. well, if we were hip-hop yeah. roller skaters <laughs> like Maureen, you know, I wanted to ask Anton about something interesting because, you know, I know that, he, Anton, you're in the empath, and how do you shield yourself or disconnect from your clients who are too demanding? Because that can be very draining on our physical body. Yes, yes you know, I could relate to so much that um, Rez was just saying now, um, you know, I experience exactly the same way. Um, I still haven't found the perfect uh, explanation for it either. Um, uh, have you guys seen that movie? It's an, I think it's quite an old movie with Mel Gibson. It's called um, What Women Science. Want. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, what yes. Women want, yes. Where he begins yes. to hear everything that women think. And there's yes. a scene in that movie where he's stopping, like, all these women's voices are just, like, becoming totally overpowering. And it's yes. driving him nuts because he's hearing everybody at the same time. Well, that's how it feels to me, like, when sometimes when I'm outside in public in a crowd or in a busy place or whatever. Uh, so, you know, I have to pr uh, surround myself with protective, protective energy at all times. Um, so, and I also avoid energetically loaded people and places. I hate shopping malls and noisy, crowded places. Um, yeah. If I have to go there, I prepare myself for it. Um, and you know what the worst part is? People follow me around in public. Yes. They I'll follow me you. around. They, they, they're always in my space. They want to be near me, you know. They're on top of me everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> I get you know, you. friends, friends and, uh, friends and, and, and uh, people that I get to know that are, you know, new friends, never believe me at first until they go out with me in public, you know, when I tell them about this. Because um, people flock to me like moths to a flame. And I literally get chased around supermarkets all the time. And, and you know, after a night out in a crowded venue, um, I usually find that I'm unable to do readings for about 24 hours afterwards. It's weird. It's just like I'm temporarily disconnected, you know. Well, I can understand. Um, I can understand that. It absolutely. It's yeah, so I have, to, I have to do a lot of uh, meditation and affirmations and healing visualizations to keep my mojo going. That's for sure. I do a lot of grounding exercises and, and I put up reflective shields. Um, I bounce whatever negative baloney might come my way right back to its source. Amplify three times, you know. Uh, right. and, and now don't you dare laugh, but I also hug trees. I and think I that's, walk a on the that's a <laughs> lovely thing. I walk in the grass with it. And, um, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah. You know, with, with me being the empath, for me, it's not so much, well, you know, goats follow me around. <laughs> Animals do. <laughs> Animals and chill little babies will start, yes. you know, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, but it's a nice thing. But what I get is, I get, mine is, I don't like to be around, I get claustrophobic. And I'm a very social, you know, I'm really funny. I can talk, but I'm very shy, too. And it, it started wearing on my body. I, physically, I was getting some very, very bad uh, health medical problems when I was in my early 20s. And then they would be gone. Heart problems, then they'd be gone. 
And um, I was feeling things. So it's not like so many people. It's a little bit different than what you were saying, Anton. But I, I didn't know how to ground myself, and I still am working on that myself all the time. But maybe you guys, maybe I should go to you guys for help. <laughs> Miss Peg, do you have a tough time with being in public, such as feeling what people think of you and you know that? Yeah, well, exactly. And I, I stand six foot one, and I and I and I'm a large woman, and so um, and I'm very quiet. It's kind of funny because you guys, all you guys ever hear me is chatter, chatter, chatter. But when I'm in public, I make a small an energy wave as I possibly can. Okay, I wear um, steel bracelets. They're they're made. They're really pretty um, steel bracelets, and I, I empower that energy to protect me because people. It's so strange when I was you know they want to touch you. They want to put your hand on your shoulder or. And I don't know. It just drives me crazy. When I don't, I don't like that. People I don't know touching me, and uh, stare at me, um, smile and wave. You know, it's just so I, I I I narrow everything down, and I go in, do what I have to do, and I come out. And I don't talk to hardly anybody, if, if anyone at all, for that very reason. Um, and I'm very I'm a, I'm a I'm I'm a very directed. The places I go, I go get gas here. I go get my groceries here. You know, I do all these things because, and I'm very I've become very big on internet buying because. I don't have to go to a store. Love it, you know. So, and it's not necessarily because of the people. You know what it is? If I if I'm too busy and I'm directed as the mom in me, not the psychic in me, and Miss Peg's not paying attention, and mom's going to the store to get diapers, I'll forget, and I will get a headache or something will. Ha- you know, it just it just what it is. If I'm not taking care of me properly, and it's well, and other people's energy. Well, it's um, interesting because I. I noticed that you brought up something interesting that I, you know, I've been involved with Child Finders for many years, which is a really great organization, and I sometimes it's very disturbing to work, you know, this yes. all over the United States, you know. Yes. And yep. you brought up, and I, I think you can identify with this, I, I want because you brought something up about the post missing children posters. Posters, yeah. And so it really gets to you because you can kind of feel the. I mean, that's so intense. Do you um, do you pursue that? Do you work? With I, I've done it. I've done it many, many times, and I, I found four children um, within days of them being taken. And the last one that I found, um, she was um, gone, dead, um, right. and, and it was a family member that did it. And I, I got way too involved in the energy, and it just I had to pull back. And so I, my daughter, my 11-year-old, will stand there, and, and she'll say, "Mommy, that one's dead, and that one's." Dead. I mean, it's I we don't even I can't even look at those posters anymore. It takes too much out of my energy, and I I am not. I I don't know how to explain it to you. It's just too much. It's it's overwhelming. No, I, underst- I understand because, like I said, I work. I've been doing this, and I, and I take breaks from it as often too, as well. Because a lot of times it is, it just breaks my heart. But sometimes it's wonderful that they find it, you know. But okay, we're going to take a commercial right now, and a word from our sponsor, PsychicAccess.com, and we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Res Miranda. If you're having relationship, career, or life issues. I'm inviting you to experience what it's like to have access to professional, highly accurate psychics and spiritual advisors you can trust to care and help you. Register now to get your free six-minute reading by telephone or chat. Get answers. Get access. Psychic access. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Psychicaccess.com. Hello, and we're back. And we're so happy to be back. I'd like to give out the phone and line number, the line to call for readings, and that number is seven two four 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 eight five one. And so we'll be opening that up in about ten minutes, a little before. 
And I would also like to just remind you all that when you do call up, please note that you, your call will be answered, but when your call comes in, you will be placed on hold automatically. Simply just relax and listen to the show while you wait, and we will be able to speak to you when you are placed on the air, so don't worry about that. So I'd like to go back to, uh, there's something I wanted to ask Anton, and it goes like this. <laughs> Is there a certain type of, re uh, certain type of reading you prefer to do? Um, oh, that's easy, uh, Maureen. I prefer the ones with happy endings. <laughs> you know, the ones with the, with the pots of gold and the rainbow and, uh, you know, happy ever after and all that. <laughs> in Ireland and um, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that's not always the case. Um, no, actually, I have no specific preference. Um, I enjoy any, you know, opportunity that comes along to help someone in need. Um, I love to help business people towards success. Um, I love to get, um, uh, you know, couples together that belong together um, and to help people to heal their broken hearts, you know, because I, I get a lot of that as well, obviously. Um, right. So I would say my favorites are the ones I do for clients who are truly open to the process and receptive mm. to the experience because, you know, sometimes people block off their energy without realizing it. Um, yes. Because they they doubt your ability or they're hesitant, you know they're scared about what personal secrets you're going to stumble upon. Um, those readings I find very challenging, but when the connection is open and trusting and really honest and sincere, uh, you know then it simply flows and it becomes a, a really deeply rewarding experience for me. Um, so yeah, I guess it's no wonder some of our clients actually become some of our dearest friends over the years, you know. Yes. Well, you know, I had somebody I was reading. For, I'm sorry, Anton, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no problem. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, uh, this one person real quick I wanted to tell you about. She, I knew her, you know, not real close. She wanted some insight on something, and I told her, like, how it was. Yeah, you're, he's a gangster. <laughs> Stay away from him. There's bad news. And she was very upset. And she, I go, what do you want from me? She goes, I want you to tell me what, what I want to hear. She was very honest about it. I go, okay, everything's great, wonderful, goodbye. You know, I, I didn't charge her. I wasn't charging her for this. But I couldn't believe it. She was downright honest. She goes, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear what I want to hear. Now, those are the readings that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was I always say that when they order the future from a, from a a la carte menu. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, can I have a yeah. different shade of destiny, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Rez and uh, Peg and Laura, I want you to add to this if you can, you know, what you think your thoughts are. And I, I feel the same way Anton does. I, I, every once in a while you get a client or a person coming in who is just trying to test you to see if you're psychic, but, but they're not really asking a genuine question. They're not really open to the process. I would say, if I were to give a tip to any um, future clients, I would just say, that's not a really good thing to do because unless your question is genuine, sincere, it's very hard to connect because part of that connection comes from the heart. And when you're sincere, really needing or wanting uh, some sort of assistance in some way, that's what enables us to connect with you more because it makes you more open to the process. We're already open for you, but you have to be open on your end. The other thing is, and you'll know if something rings true or not, you'll be able to feel it. And the other thing is I would ask very, very specific questions. It helps us to hone in. Uh, and and questions or information will often flow from there. So uh, I would say those two things in the main. Always also, whatever information you get from any psychic, 
Um, really be the master of your own destiny. Really see if it fits for you and uh, see if it resonates with you and throw away what you feel you can't use and take with you what you can rather than just kind of uh, assume that they know more than you do about yourself. It's really important for you to take responsibility ultimately for your final decisions. Get help, get assistance, get support, but make a decision on your own ultimately. And realize that what we're looking at are probabilities in your future. And there are many different lines of probabilities. Based on where you're at in that moment, we're looking at a probability. And uh, that probability can change depending on how you change your stance uh, inwardly. And then you change your future. So uh, you wind up being the master of your own destiny. So I would say those are really main points that I would say to keep in mind whenever you're talking with us. Those are very important. Those are good. And, and Rez, what about you? Do you have anything to add to this question? Yeah, I would say, I, first of all, I second everything that Alora just said. You know, please be open to what you're hearing. But my favorite kinds of readings are ones where the the querent wants to go a little bit deeper, you know, uh, more than just how do they feel about me or are they going to call me or why haven't they called me? It's, you know, when they start to want to know, how can I make myself more someone who who will get called more? You know, <laughs> how can I become a more loving person? How can I be someone who is a happier person so that I will attract the kind of happiness I want into my life? You know, it's not just, you know, we get so many of our clients and, and we learn this and this sort of get stuck in what's wrong, you know, how many, uh, you know, what we don't have, um, why it's not happening, and wonder why we can't get out of that. But, so my favorite kind of readings are the ones where you're open to getting out of where you think you're stuck, you know, if you want to explore that, because, you know, there's, there's just no reason for anyone to be that unhappy on an ongoing basis. So my favorite kinds of things are, you know, let's, where are you, what can we do about it, what, where can you go from here, not just, you know, why doesn't somebody like me or care about me the way I want them to. And Peg, do you have anything to, I'm sorry, Rez, (laughs) Peg, could you um, address this as well, I think it'd be great. We're, and we're addressing people calling us. I don't, no, what I kind of? What, oh, I'm sorry. What kind of readings do you prefer? You know, certain type of readings do you prefer to do for clients? Well, you know what? I look at it. I look at it with um, always an open mind. But I really would like to have. I mean, wouldn't we all? You know, those people that become students, they're clients slash students, and they actually do learn and they progress, and then they move away from us, and then the next generation of people come in. Do you know what I mean? Um, I want those people that are are being honest from the inside out. I mean, why would you call somebody that? I mean, I suppose that you know there are people out there that aren't exactly gifted, and they you know they they can hurt and harm. But why would you want to call a truly gifted person that can help you, and then not tell your truths, no matter what they are, because that's where the beginning, that's where the that's where the, the li- your life's change. They're asking us in the chat room, you guys, about destiny. You know what what is our definition of destiny? I don't believe oh. it. I think I. I, I and that can go into a whole other uh, hour. I think, I don't know. We've talked about that, I think, in previous shows. But 
I think we have we have you know we can change a lot of what we call destiny. I never liked that word. Free will. So. Yeah, I, I've never had. I've never. Yeah, me too. Yep. Free will, everybody. But we. It's time now for the readings. If everybody's up for it, are you are you um, male and women here? <laughs> Anton being male, ready for readings? We are ready. And and everybody in the chat, are you ready for the? Reading? You have five of us tonight. This is even. This is going to be. Fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah. And, right. and Rez, it's great. Like I said, thank you for staying on with us. This is wonderful. So thank you, Peg, for My that. My pleasure. And so we have somebody from Texas already. We have somebody on the line for Texas. Hi, Texas. Wow. <laughs> Hi. And who's this? Hello. Hi. Who, who, who am I talking to? This is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Oh, is this Kathy, um, Animal Kathy? Yes, this is Animal Kathy. Animal, hi, Animal Kathy. How are you? And is there something that you would like all five of us to, yeah, all five of us, what would you like to ask us this evening? And, and I hope everything's going well for you, by the way. Um, I was wondering about jobs, and I know I I feel like I um, have to keep looking. I was just wondering, um, I'm hoping my time hasn't run out on uh, finding one and um, I was wondering if the job I'm supposed to get or will get will be in this city or in my city or a different city. Okay. Okay. Everybody, did you get that? Yeah, I'm sure you got it. It was on air. <laughs> I get that it's probably going to be in your city or near there. Not so much a different city. Okay. Uh, what city are you in? What city are you in? Texas. Oh, sorry. No, it's state. <laughs> I'm in Coppell. You're in where? Coppell. Oh, I don't know where that is. Okay. I used to live in Dallas. It's, uh, near DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel it's going to be closer to where you're at right now. That that's okay. where you're going to find what you need. Will it be a... Uh, uh, like a veterinarian place? Do you pick up on that, or do I have to go back into retail again? Um. Well, the vet. I'm not seeing so much the veterinarian uh, stuff, you know, per se. Now, it doesn't mean you can't go into animals. You may have to go back into retail or some alternative form of work. Okay. Rather than veterinarian work. I agree. Okay. Okay, Kathy, this is what um, what I'm getting is that um, um, I'm seeing it's going to be both because I'm seeing that um, you're probably going to end up in a retail, but it's only going to be temporary. I see this happening where you are at the moment. Um, but it's not going to be long. It's something like, um, you know, it, it's, it's probably less than a year or like around, even like around six months. Um, it's not, it's not a long time, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing you doing that like temporarily or even on a part-time basis or something like that. Um, and then I see you setting out because I'm getting the sense that you are, you know, you are going to, relocate or go somewhere else later on and um, you, uh, that you that you're going to do your true passion which um, um, I hope is the veterinary thing obviously um, but but you are going to get to that eventually and I'm actually seeing that you, you're going to be very good at it because I'm getting a sense that when you finally do the animal thing um, 
you're going to have major changes in your uh, financial situation for the positive. Um, it's going to be a very much more prosperous time for you compared to where you are at the moment. And, and Rez, you have something of a you have a bit to say on this as well. Yes, I was getting that when you said you were in Capel. The first thing that I got, and I'm looking at the cards here too. Um, I'm familiar with that area, and the first thing I was getting is that your job will come from Dallas County, and that it will be pursuing you. And what I mean by that is you'll receive information about your next job from word of mouth and from an ad that you put in or have already put in describing what you do and how you'd like to do it. I keep, I very strongly keep seeing the image of horses though. Um, I'm seeing a, a, a community, um, gosh, a, a place, I don't, I don't know how to, how to put it, a community place where, where there are horses taken care of and there are um, medical issues and there are, uh, you're taking care of them, but it is in Dallas County and this is, Spirit tells me, an animal that you particularly love and they're going to find you. So what you need to do is, if you haven't done it, you need to put uh, an ad all over the Internet, especially in uh, veterinary publications, if you can, in um, uh, equestrian publications where you are, uh, little newspapers, plenty saver even, that uh, who you are and what you do. And you're going to have work that is prosperous is pursuing you within three weeks time no later okay. I do get if that I your work is going to be very prosperous that I do get yeah. as well it's going to be very good for you eventually okay. Kathy, can I just um, quickly ask you do you have some some sort of connection with Dallas um, that uh, race was talking about um, did you grow up there or did you live there for some time uh, I've lived here for a long time, actually. Okay. Because I'm seeing that, you know, you're going you're gonna to go with, to a place where you have a firm foundation, where you've been before, or that you have some sort of connection with or some sort of foundation with. And uh, by the way, I'm also, I'm also getting the horses thing. I'm definitely picking up on the horses. Okay. Yeah, there's some, uh, I guess, farms, ranches probably more like ranches. I've seen uh, horse boarding places around here. Okay. Yes, pursue those. Pursue those. Put your ad in like I was talking about. Okay. She's, that's good, good, Res, because I know Kathy pretty well, and, and, I, and I, you know, Kathy, what I feel about that. And I, and I think you're on to something there, because I, like I said, I've read for her many times. And that is exactly, and I think she's going to do quite well, really, <laughs> quite well. So, awesome. I hope that helped, Kathy, having five of them. Yes, that has. Thank you. Thanks for calling so much. And, and anybody else in the chat room, um, would you like to call, or if we have another call, the call yes. number? Oh, I'm sorry. Like to, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You have no, a no, I've, <laughs> no, the reason, the reason Julie asked a question, so I was going to let you know about the question. Okay, yeah, and I, I am not able to be in the chat room as much as you, so you guys can help me along who's up next. If we don't have a call, we'll do the chat room question, so let me, let me add, and I'll, I'll read it off, and you guys, you know, let's go. Sure, sure. Okay, go on. Uh, Julie, Julie's question is, will I be having surgery on my neck? Oh, she that's wants that's an owie thing. I, I have an owie neck. I want it removed. <laughs> um, well, you know, 
I feel that it would not be. I'm going to just start because I'm I'm here and I'm, I'm here to say, <laughs> I sure. don't. I I feel that there's been something. I don't think it would be to your best interest. I think there's yoga or something of that nature. I know your neck may be in pretty bad shape. However, surgery on the neck at your age, and I don't. I think you're pretty young, as far as I'm concerned. You are, and <laughs> I, I just feel that it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. There's other options, and I feel that that would be the best. I just feel you should really research it pretty well. Surgery is just something I would stay away from when it comes to the neck and the arm, the wrist, and everything else. Yoga, acupuncture. Okay. Um, Julia, yeah. I'm getting that you need to wait with this as long as possible. Just just keep on postponing it um, before you make any major decisions, um, um, because I'm getting that. Um, <sighs> An alternative solution, like Maureen was pointing out to you, is going to come your way. Things are going to speed up, and you're going to get access to information or to some sort of solution or route to go or some treatment to seek or whatever. So so just hold out for as long as you can bear it. Just grin and bear it because um, you will find an alternative solution. And, and Rez, you had something you wanted to – I think she's jumping on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, thank Go you. For it. See, you picked. I didn't type that to you or anything. You picked up on that from me. You're right. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I do, and I'm so glad you called, sweetie, because I'm seeing the same thing that they are pretty much with a little addition. Um, wait on the surgery. It's going to be offered to you. Yes, it's also going to be offered to you to be on medication, which you would run the risk of becoming addicted to the pain medication. Um, and you may already be close to that already. What I'm seeing, what Spirit is showing me, is that if you seek alternative ways of dealing with your neck um, and dealing with the physical pain, to do that, to, to be healed from that, to find a way that's successful for you for that, for healing, is to deal with the anger issues that you have. There's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of people that have hurt you. And there are a lot of situations and people that you're mad at, and rightly so. But if you can approach it from that, from deep inside first, then you're going to start to experience healing in your body as well. Does that make any sense to you? I actually get a similar thing as far as letting it go for now waiting for the right timing of events, get other points of view, really look to see what else is possible for you. Um, that's a similar thing, and I get a good feeling about what Rez is saying. Just to sum it up quickly, because it's all been said by everybody else pretty much, but I'm just saying that I would back up some of this here too. Anybody else want to? I think it was Peg or no. Uh, okay, so I guess so. Thank you, Julia. I hope that helped, and I'm sure it helped. And I can identify with your neck. I have issues, and I was told to have surgery, and I'm holding back. So there, you know, I don't know yoga. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Um, is there a next question? Anybody? So you can help me with it. So. Well, we've got a rollback of questions here, and I, I, everyone's chatting. But the, the thing that I picked up, there's a couple of things. Um, this one is from John C. Um, and he says he's wondering if he'll ever find the motivation to lose weight or lose weight in the future. He says he's overweight at the moment. Okay. You know, we have a caller on the call line. Um, caller, could you just wait one moment? I know you can hear me, and we'll get right to you, please, and just relax and enjoy. Okay, John. So uh, he was wondering. Um, John, the reason, the reason why you're battling with your weight is because you, um, it's uh, serving as a, a buffer or 
some sort of um, protective shield between you and the rest of the world. Yep. So um, the moment you start dealing with, and, and you're still young, so you know it will get easier as you grow older. And once you sort of grow into your own skin and you know you know who you are, what you want from life, and you're going to put up less with other people's nonsense, um, you know you will have less of a need for it. So, um, but you can already start now. The moment you know you realize that this is just a shield that you've built around yourself to keep the rest of the world out and to protect yourself. The moment you identify that, it's going to be much easier to get rid of it. Yeah, I also get that it's emotionally based, John. Very similar. That it's going to be important to be able to deal with emotional, um, your emotions and, and your reactions to things in a more positive way. Um, and I'm not saying you're being negative. That's not it. I'm saying... Um, not to be confrontational or defensive or, you know, repressed, but to really learn to be able to speak from uh, the center of who you are, honestly, so that you don't have to hold it in and create that buffer, but at the same time allow other people, whatever they're going to think, and be able to, to um, you know, uh, move forward with your life, regardless of what anybody else thinks or does. So it's going to be important to acknowledge your emotions in a positive way. Okay, I hope that helped you, John. I'm, I'm sure it did because we're pretty helpful. Uh, we have a caller on um, the line from Pennsylvania. Hello, Pennsylvania, Hi. and welcome. Hello? 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 Hi. Oh, could you turn? I think yes, you're getting feedback. Well, uh, could you? No, it's okay. Hi. Hi, caller. And what's your name? My name is Claire. Your you need to turn the radio. You need to turn the radio volume down, honey. You need to turn it all the way down. So you, yes, it's out. Great, I can hear it's better. Okay, here we we'll start again. And hi. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, that's much better. Hi. And what's your name? My name is Jen. Jen, hi Jen, Jen. welcome. And what is your question for us? My question is: I've been going through a lot of bad luck since September 2007, and everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in my life. I I mean, I have really taken a deep. I've lost everything I've owned. I've lost my husband. I've had a fire. I've lost all my clothes. I mean, everything that you could think about, I lost my job, everything. And I want to know, I feel like I'm going through some kind of process. I want to know, what do you see for the future for me, and how long is this going to take for me to get out of this, what I'm going through? Okay, so from 2007, you're saying from that period on, everything's been not all that happiness for you. Okay, I get I understand it pretty much. Okay, there you have it. Let's see. Dude, what was her question, Maureen? I didn't quite hear it. She, she was saying from 2007, everything has been in a down spiral for her. It's almost three years. Everything's been in a bad I mean, way, I'm like a job, everything's, you know. Everything yeah. going for them, everything. everything. I, have, okay. I had some lady take my husband, she had a baby for my husband. Okay, can, can, can I say something? I've yes. lost my yes. in my house is gone, I had to sell it to survive. I've had a fire. Ma'am? I've had an accident. I mean, everything that could go bad has gone Can't bad. you hear us? Yes, yes. 
Can you hear me, ma'am? Yeah, Pay, go ahead. Say something. Okay. Pay, go ahead and say what you want to say. The very first thing that I'm getting for you, I mean, it's 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 immediate. And, I, and I'm not saying that you deserve any of these things because it sounds absolutely horrible and I wouldn't want to live through it. But I feel like prior to all of this beginning, what I'm being shown is there were many signs, there were many hints or clues and you should have made some choices and some decisions in your life and you didn't. And I feel like it's being eradicated out of your life and, and, and that you are, I hate to say it like this, but you're kind of I, stuck I, in, I in the crap of it and it's making you angry, and so the negative energy has got you tight, and you're stuck in the middle of it. Does this make any sense to you? You have to yes. stop listing it. You have to stop listing it and stop making it the priority in your life that your life sucks. And, yes, a very good point. And not only that, I kind of get the feeling that you have some very not-too-good people around you, manipulative, that they appear to be friends. And also, I do see things work at the beginning of the year. You're going to have a hard-earned victory. It looks like you're just, you've just gotten so used to having all these things not doing, not being so positive that it's all, so it's about, you know, our, that one show we did on affirmations, abundance. Negative things will come our way. After a while, we get so stuck into that. Not that I'm seeing you're consciously doing that. I see a new home coming to the picture um, into the 2011, but I see a hard-earned victory. Your negativity, there will be no family reunion on your side. The fa Elsa, I don't know. The people on the families, your immediate people, parents or whatever, it doesn't matter. Just You need to just stay on track with your own and not try to be, you know, everything will be okay, but you need to know that that is the case. You have the power to do it. Personal power. That's all I have to say. I also get that, um, you know, she's been through, a, you, you've been through a tremendous amount of stress, and I understand that. But I would have to say that a lot of how this is all going to turn around, how this is all going to turn around is going to depend on your, uh, your connection to uh, spirit and prayer and um, and working on yourself, really changing and going through a total transformation from within, so that the things that happen to you on the in the outside world will change. It really has to start from within yourself, and I know that's very hard to do. It's easy to say, hard to do under the circumstances, but um, that's a necessity. And so do whatever it takes to be motivated, uh, whether it's uh, watching a motivation tape, I don't care if it's Tony Robbins or, you know, anything that uplifts you, you know, whether it's curling up and reading a book, whatever it takes to get into more positive mode energy frequency as often as possible. And that will help turn things around and start getting back to a certain faith that you had before. Or could have again. So do a total. You're going to have to do a total makeover from the inside out, and that will. Um, it's it's just a change in uh, mindset, attitude, and, and in your heart. And I, I say just. It, I realize it's it sounds like quite a bit, but that's what it'll take. In other words, you have more control over this than you think, and that's the good news. You can turn this around. I hope. I hope that helped you, and you know, bless your heart, and take, you can do it, you can, yes, yes. 
So, yeah, Jane, I also get that, um, you know, you, there's, there's a lot that you have to deal with and it's very difficult, it will be very difficult for us to sort of address everything in this short amount of time that we have. Um, you really do need, um, you know, a, literally a, a, a complete makeover and it's perfectly within your reach. Okay. So I want you to know that you can do this. You are able to do this. Um, and, um, and, and you will eventually get there. So the first thing that needs to happen is you just need to change your focus because like Peg also said, you're focusing on the negative too much and there's just one more thing that I want to add for you you don't have to confirm who this person is if it's embarrassing for you but I'm picking up on uh, a, a male energy and I just want to tell you that this guy who you know no matter how he fits into your life um, he's a jerk okay and um, uh, you know don't don't take everything on all the blame for it on your shoulders because um, it's not all your fault and it wasn't, you know, th there's, there's two sides to every story. And, um, and I also feel that you need to start working on letting go of the anger and finding forgiveness. Remember that forgiveness is a gift for yourself and not for the other person. So um, I just want to let you know that, that this guy is a jerk, all right? Uh, um, that's it from me. Thanks. Thank you, Anton. And so let's go. To, we have uh, some more questions. I know a lot of them in the chat. Uh, yes, we do. Guys, okay. So who wants to let me? I don't know what order everything is. So you can. Okay. So I've got. We've got a couple of simple things going on here, real quick. We've got Kat. We've, we've got to hustle up here. So Kathy has been asking very politely. Um, wants to know about a moving question, and I believe what her question is: Is she going to move? Does anybody get a sense of Kathy in the chat room moving? Simple and sweet. Yes, I do. I see there's money okay. coming from a dependable source. It's going to be following through this time, unlike before. Not so okay. dependable, but it's a male energy. Anybody yeah, else? I also get that. I get the okay. same thing, that she'll be moving. All right. Rest. She has the opportunity. I, yes, I agree she'll be moving also, and I'm also seeing that she'll get financial help and someone wanting to move with her. Perfect. Anton? Okay, I'm just getting, I'm just getting something um, very odd yet. Kathy, I don't know what you're going to do with this, um, but I'm getting that you need to be careful because somebody is either envious or that they're going to deceive you or something. Yes. So um, just be careful. There's, there's some somebody's not going to be very happy about this this help you're going to get or this move you're going to make. Pay um, close so attention. Yeah, just pay close attention. He's right. But everybody, this is just for everybody, not just Kathy. Right now in August, okay. It is really important if you feel the desire to do something, then make that choice. Implement that decision into your life and get a move on. I'm telling you right now, you do not want to be standing in resistance to change because it will start to hurt in the long run if you don't, okay, physically, emotionally, spiritually. All right, we've got a, we've got a question from Akira. She says, we, are, we as a family are thinking of moving. We seem to be spending so much money fixing up this house, carpeting, crowding, etc. It's not even on the market yet. Will we find something that will accommodate us as a family since it's hard to save up? these days for my my sister and I to move out, I guess, on their own? Or should we just keep trying to pay off the house that we have as a family? I think what she's basically asking is, should she and her sister move out, or should they stay with the family and keep working on this house? I see her and her sister moving. Her sister, there's a very positive motherly energy around these two, like a nurturing between each other that I think is very positive. They've been very patient, working very hard, and they haven't seen the fruit, see, fruit what is it called, fruits of their labor after, you know, planting the seeds about something. Uh -huh. They've been through a lot. I think the two of them, so what you said, what was the last part you said, Peg? You said basically the question came down I, to. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it comes down to the fact that sister and Akira are thinking about moving out. It's hard to save up. 
should they not worry about moving out and getting their own place, or should they stay with the family and help the family um, improve the house that they're in as a, as a whole? Out on, I, I feel moving out on their own would be embracing a lot of a, it, embracing what should be embraced themselves. You know, not being selfish or anything, but that's what I get. See, Absolutely. I get more that uh, they right now they should stay with the family at this point. I'm getting that as well, Allura. And what I'm getting is, and this is very odd. It's either it's one of two things. They 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 either going to have a reason to have a party or celebrate, or they should stop spending so much money on parties and celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should be using that money to to save up because I'm getting the sense that they may be spending too much money, um, um, and I'm getting that they need to wait and because um, they've they've got a good base where they are at the moment. Hey, Rez, do you have something to add? Yes, just very quickly. I'm also seeing a very strong motherly maternal energy that's helping you. I feel it's a guide from beyond a maternal on the maternal side of the family, but definitely stay put. Vera tells me this is a storm before the calm. If you leave now, if you leave in a panic, you'll regret it later. So absolutely hang in there, help each other. Love is going to get you through this more than anything else. That um, we are coming to a close of our show now. And it looks like, whatever, well, okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. And I hope that you really enjoyed what we had, we let out there, put out there for everybody. And if, if you have any comments or anything about this show as well, you could please feel free to um, send comments to us. And um, maybe we can answer something that we didn't get to because the show was pretty, you know, you know, we could have done a couple shows. We could do a couple shows more. And I would like to... Um, I'd like to turn this over to, uh, well, anyway, it, this brings us to the end of our show, yet another outstanding show. And I wish to thank our co my co-host and the executive producer, Doug, for being so supportive. And a special thank you to our kindred spirit, Rez Miranda, for joining us. Yay, I'm clapping. Thank <laughs> you, Rez. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Rez. Thank you. of an online psychic, her e-book she's giving to our listeners and friends here at the Psychic Access TalkRadio.com. Um, you need to go, to, I think this is correct, you need to go to her website at http dot dot slash slash resmerizes, R-E-S-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D dot com. And you can also find that, that site or uh, link on the guest page. And I really want to thank you again, and it was great having you join us for the entire show. Lovely. Just lovely, Liz. So, and we'll see you. And goodbye. And we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's show will be anchored by Anton. Anton, what can we look forward to next week? Uh, thanks for a great show, Maureen. Time really flies when, when you're having fun. I wish we had another hour. Um, yeah, next week's show is not for the weak at heart. Listen up because we will be venturing down a very slippery slope into the strange secret world of New Age cults. Did you know that the New Age movement favors a particular personality type, namely the narcissist, and that narcissists make perfect cult leaders? And have you ever pondered the possibility that your favorite New Age guru or channeler or seminar leader or inspirational author or speaker may be running a scam or even worse, that they may be a dangerous cult leader in the making? 
Yes, cults are not what you think they are. It is a mistake to believe that cults are all about weird pagan rituals, hippies in a trance dancing around with tambourines, or groups of depressed drug addicts making suicide pacts. It is not necessarily the losers in life or the down and outs or the desperate who join cults. In fact, typical cult followers tend to be intelligent, they tend to be socially well-adjusted, educated, and from higher income or privileged backgrounds. Anyone can potentially become the victim of a cult, including you, your spouse, your siblings, your parents, and your children. It's not something that only happens to other people. So you need to listen to the show next week. Our guest will be Joe Zimhart. He's an international cult information consultant and an intervention specialist. Joe has been dealing head-on with these controversial cults and their leaders since 1980, um, after he ended his own two-year devotion to a New Age sect called uh, Church Universal and Triumphant. And Joe has traveled all over the globe to conduct interventions on behalf of the families of cult victims, and he has personally helped hundreds of victims escape and recover from cult activities. And he's going to come and share his knowledge and experience with us and also warn us against some of the danger signs. So if you are involved in some organization or group that you suspect may be a cult, or if you know someone who is currently caught up in cult activities, you have to listen to the show. And please submit any comments or questions you may have about the subject to us. Um, all you have to do to do that is just go to our um, uh, website and click on the Contact Us link. And also check out the videos that we're going to have up about cults on the website this week. Uh, and that's it from me. May the energy of the divine self inspire you and the light of the soul direct you. Until next week, namaste. And everyone, please do remember that we are now on iTunes under the Psychic View. Please go and give us a rating and upload us to your iPods. I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going to be on vacation with my kids up north. Um, so I will miss everybody, and I will have to be listening to the archive show myself. Have a great week, everybody. I'll talk to you the week after. Bye-bye. We're going to miss you, Miss Peg. You have a great time on holiday. We look forward to having you back. Thank you, honey. Sure. Thank you for <laughs> sorry. Thanks Go for on. being. No, that's okay. Thanks for being with us tonight, everyone. I look forward to having you with us again next week. God bless to everyone, and have a great week. And this is Maureen saying goodbye. And again, thanks for joining us and listening to everything that we had. And I hope it was not only fun but really informative. And Miss Peg, you will be very missed. Honestly, <laughs> you will. And thanks. we're gonna have to find uh, an energy in between us all to. Uh, be the activist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do so it. I think we can. So good night, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.